It's title number 55 or one for Rangers after Celtic dropped points at Tannadice, but we are the people turns into we accelerate the pandemic as celebrations turn George Square into Covid Central. Up in Aberdeen, it's Union Square that celebrates as McInnes is sacked and Killy drops to the bottom. It's episode 12 of the False Nighties podcast. <laughs> that was your best one yet. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that, was, that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, with me today, we've got Kyle, Lewis and Marcus. Uh, how are we doing today? And uh, Kyle, how's the hangover? <laughs> oh, mate. It's it's just good to get it over the line and get it done. I'm sure there's a lot of people that said that the league was done by um, November, but mathematically, I'm glad it's done now and I can go and enjoy myself. You know, up to the end of the season now. Hopefully, hopefully, next thing for the general and the team is obviously trying to go that invincible season. But no, I'm, I'm absolutely over the moon, mate. Absolutely over the moon. Anyway, I think we should go to the first game. Uh, well, the game that pretty much won Rangers the title, which is a three-nil win over St Mirren. Yes, indeed. Um, Keeping this game quite nervous, actually, because obviously St Mirren is probably is the only team to have defeated us so far um, in the cup. Um, but obviously, confidence rising as well from the team. Obviously, with the whole season going as well, and it was another ended really good performance for for now. Now the champions. Um, so I'll just go to the goals. So obviously, it was just the uh, St Mirren nil. Uh, the first game. First goal came from uh, Mr. Ryan Kent. Uh, bad defending from St. Mirren. Ended up going going to Goldson. Goldson first time passing to uh, Kent, and then Kent did his wee uh, uh, Kent and um, scored um, an absolute peach of a goal, which was good to see because Kent needs to get his confidence up. I think uh, I generally thought that Kent should have got dropped. Um, I'm not saying for that game, but I think he could be being played a bit too much. But it's good to see him get his confidence back now and playing like he deserves that jersey, which he, which he does. Um, I'll go on to the second goal. <clears throat> Came from <clears throat> no man, no no more than Alfredo Morelos uh, from a tight angle as well. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, good tight finish from Alfredo Morelos from the post. It's just a classy Alfie finish. He does like that uh, angle. He scored um, many of them in Europe and over the leagues um, the past couple of years. And yeah, goalkeeper absolutely no chance. And then the third one came, I think it was about 20 seconds, 20, 30 seconds after the second half came. <coughs> Simeon kicked off, Barisic headed it down. Uh, really good pass to play. Hollander won it um, and it was just... Joe Rebo doing Joe Rebo things in Alfredo Morelos. Ken absolute bursts a gut from uh, when Rebo got the ball to to drive down that wing as he normally does. And then Hadji had loads of times in the middle to to score. And that was pretty much game over from then. Um but what I did like to see, um and it was did put a smell on my face, was when the obviously the players went over to the gate when the fans were outside. And obviously, <clears throat> don't condone the fans being there at all. Um, it was just good to see as well. It just just shows how much this title does mean to people. Um, and yeah, just with the fans, just the partying and the scenes afterwards was was did, did put a bit a big grin on my face. So now nah, it was good good to see uh, the players all get involved, know how much this means to the club. And yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, is that you caught uh, COVID for, for celebrating at George Square? 
No, mate, I was not at George Square. I was. I got. I got offered to go to George Square. I had lift there and back, but really? no. I, yeah, yeah. I had there lift and back, mate. Um, but no, I don't. I didn't want to break the regulations, you know, because. Uh, yeah, I just celebrated with my with my dad and a couple of mates. So. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. It was good. But yeah, it was just seen. Just, just, just the scenes afterwards after the game. Uh, it was just amazing. Gerard doing his uh, the slide across the. The the dressing room was was good to see as well, and they also pushed uh, Tom mm. the commentator over the over the floor as well. So no, nah, it was it was good to see. It's good to see. It's it's been a, it's been a long it's been a long journey, and I've I've been there since um, since the Division Three. Right. Um, so it, it, it was emotional, really, but it won't be as emotional when, when we win that trophy. When we actually get that trophy, Tavernier lifting, you know, that, that's that'll be fun. your Rangers da story. You know, oh when, yeah! When oh yes! Yeah. Oh, gone. I was He's there. I, I was there in Division Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, See, nah. All, I'm, all I'm thinking about there with, with Kyle talking about obviously Stephen Gerrard pushing uh, Tom the commentator over is what's the manager doing, Tom? What's the manager doing? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nah, nah. It was, good, it was good to see just everyone just enjoying it as well. But then uh, there was something I, I saw at the corner of one of the videos was um, Haji was sitting down in the dressing room and uh, Jenna came up and like, tried to gra- grab him up from, from his seat and then he started clapping along to uh, Gerard and then, yeah, nah, it was just good to see like Gerard just getting everyone involved with it. Just just to get it, just shows how, how much this means to the club. And the supporters, the, yeah. It wasn't until the next day that uh, Rangers officially won the won the title um, after a nil nil draw between Dundee United and Celtic at Tannadice. Celtic had a lot of chances, uh, mm. but they were mm-hmm. reduced to shoot from distance. Uh, Dundee United defended well. Um, as I say, Laxal, Edward Turnbull, Welsh, and El Yunusi all had chances. Um, uh, on Dundee United side, Harks and McNulty had a couple of chances, but um, yeah, most of the shots for Celtic were from distance. Either went wide or saved well by uh, Seacrest. Didn't they have to mm. make any spectacular saves? Um, but yeah, saw out to be nil-nil, which won Rangers the title and led to the scenes <laughs> on uh, Sunday night. Um, like Kyle's Snapchat story commence. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean... I actually sat and watched the the Dundee United Celtic game because I was genuinely intrigued. Because um, my my thinking actually was I don't think that Celtic will win against Dundee United because I feel like although the Celtic mentality is let's get cocky, let's let's go beat Dundee United and then go oh we'll beat Rangers and then we'll we'll win another game and then they'll drop points somewhere else and we. It's still on. Ten in a row is still on. I feel like it, I feel like they just sort of went out there and went. Do you care Are you sure? Just... No, no, well, I, I know ten in a row is no on anymore. But it's more the it's more the fact that like I feel they went out there and went. Let's just kneel down to Dundee United because it's less embarrassing. Um, all mm. I'm saying is, is if we ever go to war and there's like a high value target to assassinate, I'm not putting any of the Celtic players up front um, <laughs> because. Hitting targets doesn't seem to be their speciality, <clears throat> but no, it was it was dull and like, there was points through that game. I thought Mark McNulty's gonna score. Um, he got so close before. with so many chances. Uh, obviously, I Sam Marcus has been there before, but I've been there before. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, there was, I think, there was one key point. I think it was in the first half where he actually got played in um, a beautiful over the top through ball, and uh, he must have been marginally offside. But mm. it was un- unlucky. I really thought Dundee actually had not Dundee, Dundee United would have actually scored. They could have scored one that game because again, it's Celtic shaky defence. Mm. Yeah, I thought they were going to nick it in the end because, like, it's the last sort of ten minutes. It was the kind of game where. If anyone was going to win it, you just knew it would be done the United because of how wasteful um, Celtic had been. But yeah, that would have been even funnier, was... though, wouldn't it? <laughs> In terms of yeah. a Celtic collapse, but I think they, they yeah. just kind of like went out with a whimper of a nil-nil rather than an embarrassment of a one-nil in a way. It just brings back to that old Dave King saying, "Folding like a pack of cards," and it has. He's See, wrong. I feel like it would have been funnier though if Nicky Clark had got a goal. Oh, that'd be good. The meltdown's been bad enough for the Celtic support with Rangers winning uh, the league, but see if Nicky Clark had won Rangers the league. I would have just, on it. honestly, I don't think, I think Facebook would have broken. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. right, I, I only watched the second half, um, but I was really impressed with uh, Louis Apre when he came on. Yeah. Very impressed when he mm-hmm. came on. He, he actually took um I, th- I think he took two players out of the game with one just one step over I think mm. and he um, I thought he was really impressive I don't know how old he is but he, he's he's, uh, he's only like 20 21 yeah nah, he's really impressive like I was really impressed and um, also Seagrest as well did well yeah he's a good goalie uh, yeah he's great he's a good keeper actually get him signed uh, get him signed I, I <laughs> well um... I'd take him off if because uh, I think Marciano will be yeah there, yeah but... yeah yeah, yeah thought... he's only twenty-one, um, and he's been been there for a while. Uh, mm. since, since last season. But no, it was definitely the longest forty-five minutes I've ever watched in my life. Yeah, I do have <laughs> like... it was boring, or just because of the kind of like the it's it's just the sort of like we could win we could time. win the league yeah. in like ten minutes, like with ten minutes to go, or it could just like we have to wait another three weeks for it. You know, it was it was it was intense, like, <laughs> but it was good to get it done this week, though. See, I do have a point I want to make. Um, like, it's been throughout the season and throughout the season for Celtic, and that's you sign David Turnbull, who can do a better job in midfield, probably than Scott Brown mm. and Tom Rogic. Probably he can do a better job in midfield okay. than Scott Brown. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Tom Rogic, but then every single game this season, he's been a 70-minute player. It always comes off like 68th, 70th minute. And it, it really confuses me. Aye, and they'll yeah. bring on Rogic or they bring on Scott Brown. It's like, the fans haven't been there this season. Like, you don't need to get the Celtic Daz going with Scott Brown. Um, and Tom, like, I, I don't understand it as well. Um, I think I, I was speaking to one of the, the guys at work, um, my store manager actually is a massive Celtic supporter, and he argued the same. He said, "I don't get like he's never he's never rated Ryan Christie, mm. um, and he just doesn't understand why every single game this season Turnbull has not played the full ninety minutes when he's a more technically gifted player than the players that are coming on for him." Yeah, but you you would have understood like when Lennon was in charge, you kind of understand why he keeps on playing his best mate Scott Brown, but. Now that he's gone, he's still getting more minutes than Turnbull. 
Yeah, I don't believe I, that. I, I think, that's, that's, that's I, think I, I really do think you're going to get to a situation where like, if Turnbull's no daft, he will look at this and go, I was at Motherwell getting 90 minutes every single week. And yes, I know before you all start jumping on me, he was like gold dust at Motherwell. If he was injured, pretty much we, we didn't turn up half the time. Um, He's finished was a key. That he was injured for most of it, though. Uh, I mean, that's true as well. But like in that season where he drove, he drove us forward. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, luckily, when he got injured, we got the signings in at the right time to to cover for that, and that's why we finished third. But if he's if he's um, if he's going to be sitting there getting played for seventy minutes, and it's like, oh, you're just like a we'll put you in for a wee bit and then we need to bring on somebody else to get the to get all the Celtic dads gone. Or we need to bring him on because he's got it in his contract. Yeah, I mean, he'll eventually go, well, hold on a minute, you signed me for millions and millions. And yeah. you just... I think it was about 2.3 million they signed David Turnbull for. Mm. So 2.3 million pound player and then you're going to play them like a rotation player. Yeah. So he, he he will be smart eventually though, and probably probably hand I'd hand out a transfer request personally. I, I reckon he'll, he's going to wait and see, and as as in who Celtic get in as a as a new permanent manager, and then see what kind of game time he gets then. And then if nothing's changed, then he's probably going to look to move on. There, there there's places easier than he can get a full ninety minute game and. Possibly get more money than what he's on the now. Yeah, I think he could do. A, a, if he, he goes to a championship he club down in England, he's going to get ninety-minute games and better money. Yeah, I know. I know. Like the first time he was going to move, obviously, and then the injury picked up. He was going to go to Norwich. I don't think he really would have broke into the Norwich side when they were when they're gunning for a, or they were gunning for promotion from the championship, and they still are. But. Like a mid-table championship side, or like bottom half of the top, uh, top ten, you could probably do a good job in. Yeah. But time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah, well, Indeed. Well, uh, Celtic Straw did spark the scenes at George Square, um, which have been condemned all around by government officials and everything. Um, even in uh, Nicholas Sturgeon's um, press conference today, it was it was mentioned, um, and I think Carl, you pick up on this. You, you were talking before about about this. Yeah, <clears throat> obviously, I'm not going to say much about the government because this is not uh, a government podcast or politics mm-hmm. podcast, and obviously, people we'll have our own views on it as well. Mm-hmm. But it, again, like mm-hmm. if you take. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to bring anyone else into this. But if you take both the clubs that were the two favourites to win the league, Rangers and Celtic, no matter what way the title went, you can, you can probably say this for any other club as well. Um, there would have been scenes outside because Celtic would have won a historic ten in a row. We've just broke mm-hmm. our own record of mostly domestic league titles, and we've not obviously won for one for ten years. So it, it's obviously it's just. I'll, um, it's hard. It's hard to put my views into this because I do understand the fans being there, like, and I'm sure most of you do as well. But again, it's we're during a it's during a pandemic. But the only 
like, I don't want to put because there has been other protests going around as well, um, for different multiple different categories as well. Um, but with this vaccine rollout program that's going, um, it's going well. Um, but I and I'm not I'm not trying to put in my views into this because it, it's it's hard it's hard to put it's hard it's hard to say without sounding negative or positive in in the ways. But yeah, I, I, there's some of the scenes were ridiculous, were absolutely unbelievable. Like. Oh, that's my city that's going off. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, no, some of the scenes were disgraced. What is going on, man? She's telling you it's your first league title. She's trying to tell you facts. Oh, right, okay. Right, okay. That's, that's, a good one there. that's a good one. Um, but no, no, it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to put in words, really. Um, but obviously the bench has been smashed and everything was, 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 mm. was just shocking, especially like... It's a war of Yeah, and then we do so much. We do so much for like the all the charities that to do with like veterans and stuff like that as well. It's but then it was good. You see, I did put money into this as well. Uh, it was all the um, the just given pages to get them repaired. Yeah, um, like that. That was a good thing to see, and that's what you would expect Rangers fans to do. Uh, yeah, I think um, put away the whole pandemic stuff i think people did get a bit carried away in terms of you know breaking shit yeah well yeah the it's probably just a lot of alcohol like it, alcohol obviously would be involved and it's just like there's this there's some set of fans that, I, that has never seen rangers win a league like a, a league title um like last time rangers won league title i was i was nine um i've never properly seen rangers win a title or even a trophy for that fact um <clears throat> so it's it's some of the scenes like were were shocking. I'll say that again, was just it doesn't it doesn't make it right for the club. It doesn't put us into a good name. Um but like some of the scenes as well you you kinda need to say like it, it's it's hard to put in words, it really is, but yeah. It's what being a football fan's about. You know, exactly, like, yeah, yeah. Right. But I, I do see how people are saying, like, oh, why should I? Um, I've done nothing wrong. Why should football fans have taken the free in lockdown again? Like, I get that. I 100% do. It's just, just I don't want to say it bad. I really don't. But it's just some people don't understand what it means to people. Football, yeah, it's non-football fans I can get because they just didn't get they they didn't get it. You know, they'll never experience anything that good in their life. To be honest, mm. I don't I don't think you can put into words how the feeling is when you're supporting a team to somebody who's never supported a football club. Um, you yeah. know what what, how that, what that feeling is. So like I can completely understand them not getting it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean I, I don't know. I mean I can say what I think about it, but I think Kyle's mostly covered it. Like. I can understand from a foot from a football pan uh, football pan football, <laughs> football pandemic. Then <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, yeah, from a football point I, of view, you can kind of understand. yeah, like you, you can definitely understand why they've done it. You know, put like, aside all the destruction. If, but I'd argue that Hibs winning a league this season would have been even big bigger because it's like yeah, un- yeah. not only that it's ten in a row being stopped by a club. Anyway, I'll not get into that, but it could be any <laughs> club. But like. We genuinely like our first, imagine our first league title since the fifties. Like my granddad would be like running up and down Leith Walk. You know what I mean? Like like pissed as hell. You know what I mean? Like we'd all, we'd all be regardless of the pandemic. We'd be up and down Leith Walk, like 
getting Steven, absolutely, uh, you know what I mean, Stephen. Like, so I, from a footballing point of view, I can get it. It's just a bit disappointing that with the situation with the pandemic and people that don't necessarily understand football getting on their backs. But like, I, could, I don't know. The one thing that does kind of rile me up is the, the I don't know, the, the police marching them, like escort marching them. Like that's, that is the point where it's like, you're no longer just trying to make sure it's all controlled and all like safe, I guess. But now you're like actively allowing them to do it. But there's nothing uh, it's, to do. It, yeah, it's, it, it, I'll say it's, it's a sketchy line though. Like it's, there's no too much I think I can say on it because there's nothing much the police can do. I completely agree with you. And there's it, like yeah, thousands upon thousands of fans against yeah. possibly like a minority of police. Like they, they are to make people safe. That's there. And not only that is that St. Johnston fans were a party and rightly so, because yeah. you know, how, how often are they going to see their team yeah, winning a trophy? Like outside the old firm, you have to, you know, you have to, take what you can get pretty much so i can yeah. understand that as well it's like i say any it's not just rangers i mean obviously i've got my views on rangers as a football club i mean but but like from a yeah. football fan's point of view i can just understand it like it's uh yeah so i don't think it's yeah, much think that any club that wins anything this season you're gonna have fans celebrating i mean leeds as well when leeds won the championship like you've seen like their city center was packed out with leeds fans as well i mean yeah yeah so it's just it's just I know, obviously, people will have their views as well on it, but mm. that's it. Always has been, even before the pandemic. It's always been like that. You win a league title, you'll go out to Ibrox, um, Easter Road, mm. and gather. Yeah. Um. It's just, it's just this is a footballing thing, and some people don't understand. Yeah. That, that's football. That that and, is football. And it's 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 purely emotional. So like the thought of oh, what should I do to be safe? What you know that goes out the window when it's something like that. Yeah. Because it's it's purely emotional. You're not thinking about, and and you could you could call it ignorance, but it's uh, what can I say? It's knee jerk emotion. Like it's it's jubilance. It's it's you know it's not something you can't really describe. So again, like football isn't football without the fans. At the end of the day. Yeah, well, this season, I, I, I think this, this season has definitely proved that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so obviously, uh, all of us watching the football games on Rangers TV, Sky, BT, um, and not having that to be with the players or to like that emotional where you would go to to a football match for ninety mm. minutes, you just shout your heart out, do whatever, and go back home and go back to work or whatever. It's people have been missing that because it's been like working from home. Going to watch the football on the telly is not the same thing. Exactly. At the end right. of the day. I think. See watching. Uh, see watching punt diagonal balls up Easter Road Park. Something <laughs> 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 I'm. Yeah, like obviously, <laughs> just to conclude on this as well, it's um, everyone's got their own view of it, and it, it's it's some of the scenes were were disgusting as well. It's just puts puts yeah. people that didn't go like a downer on it, so. Don't really want to talk about it anymore, to be honest. Well, um, I just I just want to add in here because okay. um, I'm currently sitting scrolling through my Facebook um, that uh, Celtic have actually responded to Nicola Sturgeon's thing earlier on. Oh no, what have they said? So it reads Celtic Football Club statement We are not half of anything, not our problem. Hashtag one club since 1888. Of course. Yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> I really wish so, I had the audio just to just to explain. Yeah, yeah. 
I think is see what I'm reading from that is is that they've put it up and basically saying that like where both sets of fans have been blamed this whole season, they're not to blame for Sunday. But it's like it doesn't it's it goes back to what Marcus has said, what Kyle you've said as well. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter what side, this would have been the same thing. And I mm-hmm. don't think I don't think this is I think it's quite a childish response. What it could be um, as well is was obviously what recently happened was well it was us. But then Nicola mentioned Celtic in her thing. I think that's probably the reason the, the why should they get mentioned in it when it's nothing when, it, when, when the recent uh, scenes weren't to do with them. I think that could be another reason for it as well. Hmm. I just think it's quite backhanded from them though. Like you don't see you don't see Hibs going, We're not part of this, not our problem, one club since eighteen seventy five and all that. You know? yeah. It's it's quite it's quite ridiculous to be honest with you. I don't think it's officially from the club. I think it's just one of their social media tricks. But um, it's just that it's not it's not needed. It's not required. But yeah. We can we can move on to the the next match. Uh, cool. Yeah, I need a drink now. <laughs> I've got some quick stats quickly about the title. Well, March the seventh was the earliest date that the title has been won in Scotland since nineteen o two o three. I'm sure it was like 20 days quicker than Brendan Rodgers' team did it in 2015. Yeah, so it's not the quickest, uh, it's not the earliest in terms of games because there's seven games left to play up the season. Yeah, yeah. But Celtic won with eight to play back in 1617. Um, but a uh, quick, quick quiz question. Um, this is not actually part of the quiz, but um, <laughs> that early title in 1902 03, who won it? Hibs. Hibs, yeah. Hey. You get no points for because it's not part of the quiz. Yeah, they won the title. <laughs> on the 20th I'm doing the quiz. I'm doing the quiz anyway. So. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> they won the title on the 20th of December, which is mad. Yeah, man. No, no club's ever going to beat that. You know, we're fucking record holders. With two games left to go of the season. <laughs> 20th of December. Oh. December, mate. No, no team's ever going to win a league oh, by December. Yeah, but there were two games left of the season, which is weird. You know, but, December's yeah. our month, mate. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll go to the other big news of uh, the weekend. Um, actually, news came out on Monday. Um, but before this, we'll have to go through the Aberdeen at the Aberdeen Aberdeen, Aberdeen. Hamilton game, um, which was nil nil. Another nil nil to talk about. Um, uh, it was an Aberdeen game where they didn't score next. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what else can I say? I mean, it's Aberdeen. Yeah, we we probably need to recruit an Aberdeen fan, (laughs) or know someone's know an Aberdeen. I mean, that's easy. That's easy enough. You just like get get send a sheep through the streets and like see who comes out and then catch them with a net and then yeah, yeah, just pose as a sheep on Tinder and it'll be fine. I'm uh, actually I'm actually quite surprised on that nil nil draw team considering the strike force. I know they're they're new and everything, but they've got the likes of Canberra and they've got like Canberra had a good chance, but kind of fumbled around with it before his shot was blocked, and then um... as far as I can tell, Canberra's had like six good months of his whole career, and that was his loan spell at us, and then he his was one, his one week, his no, his one day, which was his press conference for Rangers, but he really signed. <laughs> We're not talking about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Aberdeen. You're, you're gonna send me storming off now, like Piers Morgan. <laughs> Can he have you talking about Cam Berry like that? <laughs> nah. And, uh, uh, it's always been his dream to play at Pataudry. <laughs> oh, ever since he was wee, ever since he was a young boy. Joe, Joe Lewis made some good saves as well um, in that game, and 
apparently Hamilton would denied a penalty for a handball from Considine, but it looks like a natural, like the arm was naturally in a position. Kind of predicted, yeah, so it didn't really look like yeah. a penalty. Um, but the news came out on Monday that Derek McInnes has been let go by the club after eight years. Still well there. Well, his, his first four years at the club, I think, have kind of got him his next four years. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to see that too. But I don't know, Aberdeen. He, and I, I, after after the we came by, and then obviously the two seasons where they did finish second, um, it, there was no much improvement. It just kept slightly going downhill from Aberdeen. You know what I'm happy about is that I've said it for ages that the one team I hate seeing Hibs play is Aberdeen because the games are always so boring, like. Mm. It's so oh, I can't stand us watching us play. So like, thankfully, I won't have to endure that again. Um, let's let, let's just put the context right. We could be here right now with Derek McInnes being the Rangers manager. I'm I'm quite happy you said no. To be honest. Well, I mean, who's saying he would have still been in charge? So you know, that's probably not. To be fair, we would yeah. give him. We would give him eight years for sure. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the current two to one favourite for the new job is Stephen Glass. Um, you've also got uh, people such as Neil Lennon, who uh, is eight to one right now. Um, I heard about that. I heard them. He's one of the favourites to get a job. And Jim Goodwin's eight to one as well. Gone struck and seven to one. And um, the name on this list, which is also the uh, is the current favourite for the Celtic job, is Enzo Maresca. Um, Who is the that? Academy manager at Manchester City. Uh, Man- uh, the current academy manager at Manchester City. Why is that so hard to say? Um, I can't really comment. Don't really know who he is. Yeah, you know, we've we've had um, like when I say we, I mean sort of the Motherwell fan base. Um, we've had things swirling around once McKenna's got sacked last night that we think that they could look at Stephen Robinson. Mm. He's a current Could. 81 fan. Um, well, not, he's current 8 one as well, same as Neil Lennon. Yeah. I think that job um, will, be, will be good for Goodwin. Thing is, like, do you think just... that Goodwin would leave St Mirren to go to Aberdeen oh, when he's done God. such, a good, yeah, yeah, such that... a good job at St Mirren? And he's like, he's played for St Mirren like, a long time ago. St Mirren captain, wasn't he, at one point? Yeah. Yeah, I could uh... But no, that's see, by that. see, the thing is, like, people are just linking anyone who's out of a job right now to the Aberdeen job. It doesn't mean... It's the same with same with Lincoln, you know I mean? Lincoln to the Celtic job as well. It's just I know, like, I know. Hey, like, what, what, what happened to Benitez though? Was he on the list? No, um, I but have I list for Celtic. I, I, they just had. I, the... thought, I, thought, I thought, thought Benitez was getting it. I think that was always a pipe dream, to be honest. Getting Benitez. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of been pushed out by the whole like leaving Dalian Pro in the Chinese Super League and then his family being in Valencia. I feel like the only club he would go to is a club in Spain. Yeah. in Valencia if they offered him the job so he yeah. could he could um, you could compromise and he could go to Celta Vigo <laughs> yeah true true <laughs> yeah yeah I want to move on for that now <laughs> yeah yeah um, that wasn't the worst joke of the pod come on <laughs> so far um <laughs> right uh, we'll move on to Oh no, we're gonna have to move on to St Johnston versus Hibs. Um, oh no, is that me? That's you, yeah. <laughs> Can you no cover it? 
you can literally just get my rant for last Stay tuned, everyone. Another Marcus Meltdown's incoming. We're going for three. No, it's two. It's, it's, oh, yeah, it's three in a row, eh? So, three Meltdowns. Yeah. Um, can, can I, can I sum up Marcus's thoughts? Um, Marcus, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sum up your thoughts really quick. It's a copy start. and paste. <laughs> Aye, in a can't the audio from the last episode and put it in here. Um, <laughs> yeah, Irvin and Newell does not work as a midfield pairing. Jack Ross. Uh, another thing, Boyle is not a left winger, and Catton's not a right winger. He's a right wing back, and that's how he should be played. Um, that is, he's got that's an actually that's not cut and paste. It's the same thing as you said last week, though. Well, no, because. Uh, we played a four-three-three, but like somehow Jack Ross thinks it's a good idea to play. Bo- I don't get it. Playing boy on the left, like his, his attributes. Like is that his attributes mean that he's best when he's running down the line? He gets to the byline and then cuts the ball back, That's but he can't yeah. do that from the left when he's he's cutting the ball back from his left foot. Um, he's also better shooting across goal, I think, rather than you know like cutting in and then shooting. So. But. I have to say, a really good goal from Liam Craig. Um, yeah. Apart from Doig's clearance, there's nothing much I, don't, I, don't, I think we could have done. Like, yeah, it was but, just a dodgy... And by the way, like, good good on Doig. Like, uh, did I say Doig, by the way? I meant Doig. He had a good game, like, all in all. Like, it was that one error he kind of made. And he's only 18. Like, young players should be allowed to make errors like that. Um, of course, it cost us a goal, but it would help if we could actually come back from going and go down. I mean, it's not like... It's not like the goal came in at a bad time. Like it was thirty minutes in, we had the rest of the half to get oh, like go up a few gears, get an equaliser. But no, instead we, if I, if I remember correctly, we started off pretty okay. Like not, I wouldn't say well, but we started off okay. Then they scored, and then we did the usual thing where we fell apart after they scored. You you did then, say that to me, didn't you? Yeah, I... yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the stats show that Hibs are the only team in the Premiership this season who have not won after going uh, a goal behind. Um, yeah. They've only won three points the thing, from going like, behind in, in, in the 12 games that they've gone behind in. Uh, three draws and nine losses. Um, yeah. It's the same same points after conceding goals as Motherwell, who have won win mm. and 15 losses after conceding first in 16 games. Yeah. So, I will say my, my opinion on Ross has changed quite a bit this season like not not in that it's gone from one thing to another but it's fluctuated a lot so at the start when we were like there was the whole Hibs are winning the league chat like you know when the first sort of five games in I was just like well I was in the mindset that I Ross has had a window now and now he's got the personnel he needs but it's obviously it's obviously not the case because the problem in December was we had a thin squad that couldn't cope with you know playing Wednesday Saturday Wednesday Saturday and now, I think the problem is that he, when we get into the nitty gritty games, right, when our the first tactic that he lines up with doesn't work, he either, you know, doesn't make the right changes. Like he's been lauded by the media as somebody who you know changes games. He makes changes. You know, he's not afraid. But like, he either he makes them too late. Like in in the semi final against Johnson, and also the game against Motherwell. He brings the subs on when the second goals, uh, goal goes in. And for yeah. the two games, the goal goes in like a few minutes after half time. And then I think I think I said this exact same thing the last pod, didn't I? But I'll just yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like he he says in the press conference, like oh, I was thinking about making the subs at half time. 
It's like, why did you not make them at half-time? Like, we are expected to beat most teams in the league with the squad we have, with the budget we have, with the size of the club we are. And you're you're waiting until we're two goals down. Like, that's no good. Um, yeah. And it's the same again here for St. Johnson. Like, we, it's no like... Like, we had some, like, sort of forays into their box going forward, but they were just, like, scuffed shots. Like, yeah, Newell... Hibs only had Newell, like, best chances came to Newell and... Hibs only had two yeah. shots on target all game, um, despite having 65 Aye, one, And one of those was... One of those was that Doig, like... Uh, not Doig, I'm getting Doig and Doig mixed up now. Was when, like... Doig had a shot, but it was like I thought it was, I thought it wasn't like a really good shot. But then I saw the angle behind the goal, and it was just like in the middle. I thought, okay, that's he's no the best kind of, like, scoring those kind of goals anyway. But um, what Jack Ron needs to do is he, he needs to figure out it's all well and good having a team where you've got individuals that can play multiple positions, but it's about knowing what their best position is because like he think like Caden seems to be a player that can play as a winger or a right wing back or a midfielder, but we need to kind of figure out not just fitting in, you know, players wherever they can play, but find a system where each player is in a position where they can play at their best mm. is is what we need to do because we're looking a bit subpar at the moment. And to be honest, if we had an Aberdeen that was actually offering us a bit of a challenge, then we'd been, we'd be in real trouble. So I think it's detracting from the achievement of, obviously, if we do finish third, it'll seriously detract from the achievement of doing that because it should be like for a non-old firm club being best of the rest is a big achievement you know you're but we've still managed that and our fans aren't going to be happy about it i think a lot of us now have realized now that um we've not had you know we've not had enough of a challenge i mean usually usually you've got motherwell or the past you see your motherwell finishing their kelly finishing there the only teams going for it now are aberdeen and hibs and we've Aberdeen have been rank rotten. I mean, they've been pretty dire, um, and I'm, uh, yeah, it's a bit deflating. Like, because this was meant to be the one saving grace for the season, but now this has kind of been taken away. And you've got the two cup performances. I mean, I know we still got this season's Scottish Cup to go, but it's just like it's meant to be. On paper, it's a good season, but I, I kind of come away from it. It's just like, like meh. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, exactly. I want to see a bit of. I want to see a bit of like something I can't quite describe. Just a bit of like good old Hibs, like punishing teams. Like I, I want, I want. Uh, I, this is something I can't quite put into words. Uh, if you're yeah. a Hibs fan, you'll probably understand what I mean. But I just want, I want teams to fear coming Easter Road again. Mm-hmm. Like, like that. I know Lennon's no the most rated manager than now, but that sort of season when we came up, like I genuinely felt like we had that fortress kind of factor yeah. about easter road and when we played teams like we, we knew we were gonna batter them and um that's where hibs should be and finishing third is all well and good but what happens next season when if we don't recruit right you know we need to have a good window for starters but if we don't recruit right we'll slide right down that table and we'll be right back at square one uh when we brought ross in so yeah i'm a bit i'm a bit meh at the minute i'm a bit <laughs> yeah so what do you think? Do you think Ross is the problem? Like, what, I like, what, what, tell what, you, to be honest. I mean, I don't know if it's so. Like, obviously, all managers need time. I mean, Gerard did time at Rangers to get yeah, sort of, of what he wanted. So, I don't know if it's a case of Ross needs another window. And like, I'm more than happy to back him for like another season if he needs that window because we we never strengthened our defense last mm. sort of last summer. So. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's all good and it's all good and we'll have a new personnel, but the style of football needs to get better. Like that's I, I, arguably we already have the players that can play that kind of football, but it's just like you've got Boyle making a run, you've got Nisbet making runs, you've got Doidge as in a good position to hold up the ball, and then the, it comes to Hamlin. And like I said earlier, I made a joke about it, but honestly, I'm sick and tired of seeing him launch diagonals up the pitch, and then it's just it goes out for a throw in. I mean. It's actually the build the build up play is the worst I've seen in in ages. Honestly, yeah. we were playing better better football under Stubbs. Um, just like we should be playing on the deck, just through teams and hmm. and just launching. And and we we made fun of Hearts for ages for launching balls up in the air under Levine. Um, and now we're doing. I mean, it's it is really frustrating, but that uh, it's like. And I'm willing to give Ross more time, but that's something that needs to improve. Like, if we start off next season and it's more or less in the same vein of this season, the football's the same and the results are kind of inconsistent again, the fans will get in us back really quickly. I can promise mm. that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not in a position to make my mind up yet, but it's um, probably just a bit short of what we expect so far probably not enough to warrant him getting sacked than now obviously but it's still it's yeah yeah see what in the summer like if he probably needs to bring in like two like as you your defense um like two care. players yeah get him in he's 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 well according to some he's hibs as fuck apparently so get him in um that's um, yeah. You know, if he doesn't get a move to England, which he could do as well, um, yeah. but I just get like get a, some a defender that can play the ball out for the back would be nice because, dearie me, we need it. <laughs> like just so, um, and obviously a replacement for Nisbet because I'm more than certain he'll be going in the summer. Yeah. Looks in a yeah. hu- he's in a big huff anyway. So um, if he thinks he can outgrow a club in six months, especially a club like Hibson, get him get yeah. get a good two mil for him, get a replacement, and that's that. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, um, look, we're down the table. Um, Motherwell moved nine points clear of the relegation places with a three-one win over Livingston. Uh, this is your, this is yours to take. Um, I can actually give you a pretty crazy stat about this. This game. Um, so obviously a three-one win. Well. Uh, two goals come from Devante Cole and then a goal from Chris Long and uh, Jack Fitzwater scoring a header for Livingston in the 60th minute. So uh, the stat I was actually going to give you from the Motherwell-Livingston game was that Devante Cole is the first player to score back-to-back goals for Motherwell all season. Obviously, getting a goal against Hibs and then two goals against Motherwell and uh, against Motherwell against Livingston. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's the first player to score back to back goals for us all season, and we are 31 games into the season 32. 32 now, yeah. Um, but we've only played 31, so well, you've, actually, you've, you've played 32 apparently, according to this, according to the table I've got here. But... Mm. It should only be. I don't know, maybe I'll play 32. I don't know, it's just because I'm reading it here and it says match day 31 or 33. So, I don't, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it moves us further up off the table, uh, off the bottom of the table. For now, 
10 points off the bottom, which is obviously Kilmarnock. Um, so we're now in ninth, and we're only four points off the top six, which is this is a pretty crazy start when you consider we were looking at going down a couple of weeks ago. And I actually said in the last pod that I'd been watching the championship. Um, this time, though, I think things are looking up. Um, we've got Kilmarnock next. And I won't give my prediction for that just now, obviously, because that will be uh, looking forward. But it's it's been good. They weren't exactly bad plays. Um, the first goal was a foul, which gave away a penalty. A foul was on, I'm sure it was on Crawford in the box, um, because he got absolutely tanked by about three yeah, Livingston he got players. Clattered by uh, Marvin Bartley. Yeah. I was when I watched the highlights, couldn't actually see who done who done the foul. But then, obviously, you're saying Marvin Bartley. I did see him protest afterwards, um, so I'd imagine you're right there, Sam. Um, obviously, Devante Cole converts the penalty, and then our second our second goal was just um, a nice, quite a strange one. Um, free kick was. Livy couldn't clear from that free kick, could they? And then yeah, Levy couldn't clear from the free kick. It just got hit back into Devante Cole, who was luckily onside and just put it straight past the keeper. Um, and then we conceded from a indirect free kick, which was swung in towards uh, Fitzwater, who just kind of dinked it in with his head. Which is it was kind of straight after kickoff as well. Uh, <laughs> that free it was, kick. was um, straight after the straight after the kickoff from Cole's second goal and then um, it's just something that we couldn't defend against. I really thought we could have done better against uh, Livingston's goal. It should have been a 3-0 win. Um, not a 3-1 win but uh, I think it's just too much congestion in the box. Liam Kelly can't really see where it's coming in from and it just kind of rolls into the, the bottom right corner but at the end of the day it's three points on the board. Um, I can't complain. Um, obviously it's better than none and the situation that we were in I'll, I'll take whatever we can get yeah yeah um, so it's a, it's a win that takes them off and away from the bottom um, but at the bottom it was a big game down there uh, between Ross County and Kilmarnock uh, which finished in the high scoring game of the weekend actually uh, a 3 high five <laughs> <laughs> A 3-2 win for County over Killy. Um, Lafferty scored to open the um, open the scoring. Um, good finish, his first Kilmarnock goal. And then Ross County scored three <laughs> without reply. Uh, Mackay, uh, he's finished at the front post uh, of some poor Killy marking. And then 17-year-old um, Hilda got a uh, Good finish, and then Mackay and uh, Naismith were involved in that. And then Mackay, another good finish after some good control um, to score County's third. And then, kind of later on, Kilty was pulled down by Watson in the box, an obvious penalty for Killy. And then Lafferty thumped at home, two goals for Lafferty. Um, but it doesn't, it puts Killy onto the bottom um, with 25 points. Hamilton are above them, they have a game in hand, and so County also have a game in hand, uh, and they're also above Killy. So 
things aren't looking good. No. Oh, they're really not. Um, I said it before we started the started the ball that I think um, Motherwell really dodged a bullet not getting Tommy Wright as a manager. Um, it's 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 quite sad for Kilmarnock. This is a team that went through a phenomenal era under Steve Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we'll not talk about the fact that they got beat off uh, Corners Key Nomads. That wasn't Steve Clark, though, was it? it was, uh, I, well, I mean, at, at that point, yeah, they were under Alex Dyer, um, who, who personally I don't think was given enough of a chance at Kilmarnock. But I don't we, we, no, I think I think we'd spoke about that before, though. It's just one of the classic examples of a manager not being given enough time to develop a, to develop a squad. I think they should have kept him until the end of the season because I think he would have kept Kilmarnock in a higher position. Um, you can't tell me that the Kilmarnock board's now sitting there because of Steve Clark and going, we need a top six finish every season. It's it's not going to happen. That, that doesn't happen at Motherwell. Because um, we know that like a third-place finish for us is very unique. A third-place finish for Kilmarnock was very unique as well. Um, obviously, they bring in Tommy Wright, and it's his, his brand of football is not going to help someone in a relegation scrap. They need goals. They don't need to defend. Well, they do need to defend to stop the goals, but they also need to be creating chances up top. Um, you bring in Kyle Lafferty, who, fair enough, can score a couple of goals, but there's no supply to him if everyone else is something to sit back and defend. That's true, yeah. Lafferty is someone you need to, you need to feed the ball to. Like He will yeah. run for a certain amount of time, but you need, you need someone to feed him. He looked like the only one who could actually do anything all game for Killy, like, he was the one creating the chances. He scored the two goals, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you can't just rely on a single goal scorer. You need the support from him. You need a, a defence behind him as well. Of if, yeah. if only that game had been on Sunday after the Celtic game, because I feel like Kyle Lafferty, someone would have told him Rangers had won the league and he would have ran the length for the park. But it wasn't <laughs> actually scored. It would have just been in celebration. Yeah, <laughs> never know. He, he might. He might just. Grabbed the ball and just like shook the ball and just put it in the, in the air or something. I don't know. First player for Kilmarnock to score a bicycle kick. Something <laughs> mad like that. Mm. Uh, oh. No, it's, it's, it's a shame for them. Um, yep. I genuinely do feel sorry for them. It, it, like, I mean, they can look on the bright side that if they get relegated, they'll get their derby back um, against Ayr. But That's true. That that's it for them. Like I don't think that Kilmarnock, yeah. like the Kilmarnock fans, um, will want to go down to the championship and no. watch the watch the team after being such a successful club under Steve Clark. And they were even they were even quite successful under Alex Dyer. Um, what it actually kind of makes me think of is is like if you're comparing it to like English clubs, it's like a Bolton Wanderers and a a Sunderland, you know, clubs that had good bits of good, good, strong finishes in the leagues, and now they're just tailing off completely. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it's quite simple. Aye, careful, Marcus. Careful. I heard that. Cheek, I... Uh, it was a bit tongue in cheek, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's like. <laughs> You know, it's it's like clubs that have had a great strain of success in the respective leagues and now are slowly falling down. I don't obviously 
expect Kilmarnock to go from the Championship away down into League One and away down into League Two. But no. it's not it's no fair on them when they've been so, like such a strong club for so many seasons for their fans now to watch them go through a period of mediocre football under Tommy Wright. We just send Aki's down instead, like honestly. Can we just send everyone with plastic pitches out? If any club doesn't deserve to be in the league, it's Aki's. Um, the only other club is obviously is um, Hearts, but like obviously Aki's takes the championship <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, mm. Aki's they're sitting yeah. in eleventh um, in the in the playoff place. So yeah, fingers crossed they do go down. Um, but yeah, Hopefully. That... I, I mean, I'd rather have a done. I mean, I mean Dunfermline. Like, if they were to come up for Aki's, I'd be delighted. Like, Dunfermline is a big club. Like, they so they take really decent away support to Easter Roads. I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, are you not, not going to miss the Fountain of Youth Stadium, though? I mean, come on, that's an iconic Spice Scottish stadium. Off, no, I don't think we'll miss that. <laughs> that is a fair <laughs> point. So, um, just just while we're on this this subject, um, in terms of he's being in the playoff place just now, yeah. Um, as it as it stands in the Scottish Championship, Hearts are automatic promotion and will swap with Kilmarnock. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then in terms of your playoff. It will be a playoff quarter final between Dunfermline and Queen of the South, mm-hmm. who are currently mm-hmm. equal on points. And uh, Rafe Rovers will then play either Dunfermline or Queen of the South, who will Rafe then go on Dunfermline. to play Hamilton Aces. Good to watch. Very interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah they'll, be, they'll be interesting to watch when they come up those, uh, those players. Um, and the, the one that's quite. The one that's really surprised me, like, I know we're not a Scottish Championship podcast, obviously, is but Inverness, Cali Thistle are actually currently in a League One playoff place. Wow. <laughs> oh, they're sitting down wow. there in ninth, yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy, but... Yeah. Um, that's, so, that's, that's mad, though, because they got, like, billions funneled into them by the, you know, the maroon masses, the, the maroon pounds, so you'd think they'd be uh, financially yeah. viable still with help from the financial behemoth that is Heart of Midlovian. But um, but no. Uh, current current standings just now. Uh, <laughs> Rafe Rafe. Uh, well, the table might be about to change because uh, Greenock Morton are beating Inverness and Aero drawn with Rafe. But... Yeah, the, yeah. The team's um, a bit screwed up. At the There's loads of teams with games in hand, so it's a bit all over the place. Yeah. So so Queen of the South are on twenty seven points. And Dundee are on twenty four, but Dundee have two games in hand over Queen of the South, uh, and Dunfermline and Rafe still have two games in hand over Queen of the South. It's pretty. So I'd imagine that they, I'd imagine those two games are against like like I'd imagine Rafe are playing Dundee, Dunfermline's playing Rafe sort of style. So um, it will shake up the table there, but yeah, it's pretty. It's just it's a strange league, but again, we're not a championship podcast, so. Yeah, moving away mm-hmm. from the championship, I think it's quiz time. <laughs> okay, yes. right. Um, so, in in honour of um, all the departures this week, um, obviously Celtic losing their league title and um, McInnes leaving Aberdeen, uh, the quiz this week is titled Regrets. No, it's a good laugh, isn't it? I like that. <laughs> yeah. In honour, of course, of the former Hearts manager, Craig Levine. Mm-hmm. Right, um, so I'll just get straight into it. We've got 
10 questions and then I've decided to add in a wee who am I section as uh, suggested by Kyle, so thanks for the idea there. No worries, man. Anytime. Um, so my first question for you guys is who are the... So obviously we know like the start of the first episode of the, the podcast back after COVID, we spoke about the top five current goal scorers in the Scottish Premiership, uh, the likes of Tavernier, uh, Kamal Roof. But um, who are the top five goal scorers in the Scottish Premiership era? So this is from 2013 wow. to, the present, to the present day. Um, uh, Lee Griffiths. I was going to say Lee Griffiths. You, oh so, you'll get, so you'll get a point per name. Odson uh, Edward. Marcus has kicked us off with Lee Griffiths and Odson Edward. And Moussa Dembele. Moussa Dembele is not up there. Uh, Sam, what did you is say? Not? I said Dembele. Dembele, No. Mm. Uh, Chris Boyd. What was that? I think Marcus. What did you say, Marcus? Chris. Chris Boyd. Chris Boyd is one as well. And then um, Kyle, what was your mm. Stephen Thompson? I'm sure he scored Stephen a lot. Thompson. Stephen Thompson's uh, not out there in the the Premiership either. Is he not? No. When he made play for St. Mirren. Uh, there's another two. I can give you the the clubs of the other two. Um, if that would help you. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, one, I'll, I'll give you a club for each one. Uh, one has played for St Johnston and one has played for Aberdeen. Aberdeen? Oh. Cosgrove? No. It's not Cosgrove. No. Oh, God. What was the two clubs again? Aberdeen and St Johnston. St Johnston. Is it Wotherspoon? No. Does he score? I just he's, he's played for the majors so like, since he left off pretty much. So, um, who's the guy who left Aberdeen this season? Um, so I can tell you that the, the Aberdeen player didn't leave this season, Sam. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, um, and he actually Horror. went to a English lower league club. And the other player is still currently in the Scottish Premier League. O'Halloran, no? No. St Johnston, is it Stevie May? It's not Stevie May. As daft as that sounds, I was just thinking of... All right. You got this one, mate. Wow. It's not Morelos, is it? No, it can't be. Didn't play no, Justin, did he? Not. What is this game? Damn it. Uh, see, me a little, hold on, I may have made a bit Is it call. Adam Rooney? So sure. Adam Adam Rooney is one of them. Um, however, I may have made a bit of that side okay. of the last, uh, the last one. So if you just give me a wee second, I need to actually double-check my facts here. <laughs> um, because I may have right. got, got the club wrong for this player. I have. I do apologise. It wasn't St Johnston. It's uh, Inverness, Caledonian Thistle. <clears throat> so he's doing ah. in England ah. now. Oh, jeez. No, uh, the one that plays in England now, Sam uh, Marcus got, that's Adam Rooney. Oh, yeah, of course he does, doesn't he? He plays for Salford. Oh. Well, he played for Salford, but he now plays in, um, now plays in National League, actually. 
<clears throat> but hmm. your uh, your your last one that you're missing play is played for Inverness. Sorry, I thought St Johnston for some reason. Uh, that's a different. Hmm. It's it's the names are similar. That's where the I got them. Look similar as well. <laughs> Aye. Um. So they played for Inverness, Dundee, and they currently play for another club in the Scottish Premiership. Billy Mackay. It's Billy Mackay. Boom. Oh damn. It's Billy Mackay. Right. There we go. Yeah, I do apologise there. I'd got the the, na- the badges mixed up there um, in that first question. Um, right, my second question. This season, Rangers won the title with a point tally over Celtic of 20 points. Uh, that's currently, so that's not including, like, obviously if Celtic continue to drop points till the end of the season and Rangers... Oh, well, um, in a couple of weeks as well. Going, yeah, Rangers, go, to go. Rangers go invincible. But currently, what's the biggest points difference between first and second place since the current Scottish Premiership era? So since 2013. Um, oh my god. 18 points? Like, I will give you bonus points for the season and the two teams. But it's a point for both teams. It's not a point See, for each team. Season two, I think. 16-17 season. 16-17, but I think Sam got there first. Celtic. Yeah, so yeah, he got there first. I think it's um, like 16, 17, 18 points like that. Right, so six, 16, 17 season, Sam got that. So now you're just looking for the points difference in the two clubs. So like 23? It's not 23. Nineteen points. It's. It, I'll give you a clue. It's more than twenty points. Twenty-six. No. T- Twenty-four. Is it thirty? So Kyle's got the thirty there. Hey, <laughs> bloody hell! Wow. wow okay. and, and now you just need the two clubs. Celtic Aberdeen. Celtic and Aberdeen. I said that about seven times before. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. So it's when, I uh, so obviously that's uh, Celtic's invincible season mm-hmm. uh, for the 30 point difference there. And right, my next question is, Rangers are set to play Slavia Prague in the Europa League. Mm-hmm. But who has, so it's a bit of a, a curveball here, um, kind of moving away from Scottish football for this question, but obviously still relevant as Rangers are playing in the Europa League. Uh, who's won the Europa League a record six times? Sevilla. Sevilla. Oh, damn. Sam gets that one. Right, the next question is, who is Scotland's most capped player? Looking at this last it's week, an old player. Um, Coyce, no. No. Kenny Dalglish. Kenny yeah. Dalglish. Yes, yeah, we were looking true. at this last week. <laughs> so, um, in honour of... Uh, the man who's quiz, uh, uh, the man who I've named this quiz after. How many games in total since his managerial career began has Craig Levine lost as a manager? <laughs> <laughs> I love this oh question. my god! To, um, to the nearest, I will. I will be nice. I will go to the nearest hundred. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> to the nearest. I mean, <laughs> he managed Hearts, mind. Um, hundred and so this is including this is including Cowden Beef. Um, oh, it's Cowden Beef Hearts Scotland. Scott, um, I've 
Did he not, ma- did he not manage Leicester in the two- early 2000s? Leicester, right. Aye. I'll give you the clubs that yeah. obviously I'm including in this. Um, so I'm including Cowden Beef, Hearts, first time at Hearts, Leicester City, Rafe Rovers, Dundee United, his time as Scotland manager, and then his second period at Hearts. Right. 233. <laughs> Do you know, Sam's actually really close. <laughs> And I did say to the nearest, I did say to the nearest hundred, so I will give Sam that. No way. <laughs> what was it? He's lost two hundred. So here, here, two... no, no, no. Me and Kyle, me and Kyle haven't given answers yet, so we can still get closer. I What did you say? Uh, Sam? He's, he's good actually. So Sam, you said two hundred and thirty-three. Marcus and Kyle, would you like to punt a guess? Yeah, two seven. Two hundred. Two hundred forty. Right now, Sam still gets the points because Sam. Wait. Really? Uh, Sam, Sam is the closest because Sam's only seven off. Wow. Whereas um, Marcus, well, guess, you right. are <laughs> Marcus, you are fourteen off, and Kyle oh, okay, is okay. about he's lost yeah, two hundred and twenty-six games as a manager. Uh, the reason I put this one in to to have a little bit of a laugh as uh, he lost and he's his time at Cowden Beef and his first time at Hearts, he lost fifty-five games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He lost 55 games with Cowden Beef and Hearts, uh, first time at Hearts, 26 games with Leicester, three games at Rafe Rovers, who he only lasted seven games with, wow. um, 42 games as Dundee United manager, nine games as Scotland manager, and then another 36 games as Hearts manager for the second time. Some manager. Nine games um, in total, manager, Craig, Craig, Craig Levine has a win percentage of 38.57% in his entire managerial career. That's just... Let's just hope it gets lower. Wow. Right. <laughs> Sounds like natural order. <laughs> Which it's, but, the, um, it's the third anniversary of that derby, by the way. Natural order I'm sure, derby. I'm sure he has no regrets, because it's all a good laugh, isn't it? Oh, yes. It's all a good laugh. <laughs> right. Question seven, uh, six, sorry, six. Motherwell striker Tony Watt has been a bit of a journeyman, but how many clubs has he played for in his professional career? I'm not including Motherwell, and I will give bonus points for every single club named. Is this including loan spells? Seven. Including including loan spells, but not including Motherwell. It's not seven. Is it nine? It's not nine, Sam. Not ten. Eight. Not eight, Marcus. Is it eleven? It's eleven, Sam. Right. Oh, now, come on! <laughs> now, now the clubs. Celtic. So Sam gets a point for Celtic. St Johnston. Kyle gets a point there for St Johnston. Wasn't it Blackburn? Blackburn, another point for Sam. Marcus, oh. I feel like you need to slide in here, one. I've gone blank. Standard Liège. Standard Liège, Kyle, there you go. Was it Charlton, wasn't he? Yeah. Charlton, that's another one for Sam. Well, he was at Hearts, wasn't he? There yeah. you go, Marcus. Yeah. Uh, Airdrie. Airdrie's another one for Marcus. Uh, no one said this, Celtic. No, Sam and of course, Celtic he was at... Uh, Celtic, okay, okay. He was... When, when he left St. Johnson, he went to, was it Sophia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, CSK. Can you get right, or was it? Can you get the start of the Sophia? 
Just I'm, I'm, God, all these, I'm gonna all give these, you it anyway, but like if you can name the full club, I'll be really All these impressed. Eastern all these Eastern European clubs are either called CSK like Partisan CSK, or like so Central Sports Club of the uh, Army. C- CSK um or mm. CSKA but CSK. Mm. Ooh, any more right. forget. You got another three. Uh, <sighs> he played like Abroad a wee bit, I guess. I didn't think we'll get them, but um, uh, one of the, one of them still a British club. Really? Um, Have you guessed all the Scottish clubs? Yeah, you've got all the Scottish clubs. Yeah, Airdrie, Celtic, okay. um, Hearts, and St Johnson. <sighs> he went to a Belgian team, I'm sure. It was Bel- Yeah, you've already said Stanley yeah. Age. I'm sure he was there for. Mm. Something else. Is that yeah. Belgium? Because he went, he went on loan in Belgium. He did. He did. He did. He did. I don't know what team it is. Right, I think I'll need to move on to yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah, just, yeah, so the the, the, uh, the clubs that you've missed are Lierse in oh, Belgium, yeah. uh, OH Leuven also in Belgium, and Cardiff City was the British club that you forgot about. Can't All do. right. Um, okay, number seven. Mm-hmm. What is the smallest professional state football stadium in Scotland from the champion uh, from the Premiership all the way down to week two? Wait, what? Uh, so by... for every league? So, no, no, no. So, um, what's the smallest capacity, football yeah. stadium in it's... Scotland by Ooh, capacity? Ainsley Park. Annan. I think it's Ainsley Park for City. Annan, uh, is it Gala Bank that's Annan? It's not Gala Bank. Thinking it might be Ainsley Park, but I'm not sure. But, um, Fourth Bank's definitely one, isn't it? Fourth Bank's like 3,000 capacity, mate. Yes. Or like two 2,000 or something like that. Um, oh, dear. Um, do, we, do we just get a team, or do we need to get the actual stadium name? Uh, you can guess the team. Right, Albion Rovers. Albion Rovers. About. Yep. Uh, there you go, what? Kyle. Uh, do you know the capacity for to the nearest thousand? Oh, for the wow. Point? One thousand. Two points for Kyle. So it's a uh, Clifton Hill Albion Rovers ground, and it's about one thousand two hundred. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't that mm-hmm. a um? So um, okay. again, another another wee European quiz question. Uh, three teams in Scotland have won a okay. European competition. Rangers, Celtic, and Aberdeen. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, I'm not going to ask you the cities that they were played in because two of them are well known, and well, actually, all three of them are well known. Um, but yeah, can, you, all, get, can yeah. you give me the, the can you give me the stadiums for each of the finals? New Camp. Kyle gets a point for the New Camp, which was Rangers against. Oh my god! Is it Dynamo Moscow you played? Yeah. Yeah. I guess the one in Lisbon, isn't it? Um... Nah, I see, they didn't. They play the stadium's abandoned now. I think the stadium they won that at, so I can't even mind it. Was it not the? No, I suppose some stupid. Was it not a national stadium then? No. I'll give Kyle that. It's the Estadio Nacional, so it is the national stadium in Lisbon, which was for oh Celtic God. against Inter Milan. And then your last one is obviously 
uh, Aberdeen against. I'm sure, it was Real Madrid, right? Yeah, Madrid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think wasn't it? it was in Gothenburg, but I don't think you'll get the name of the stadium. <laughs> the Gothenburg Stadium. <laughs> It honestly sounds like a piece of IKEA furniture. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, Gothenburg Stadion or whatever. I don't. I don't even know Swedish, but it'll be like Stadion or something, or like uh, Gothenburg Park. <laughs> I don't know. Gothenburg Road. Um, Ulevi is the Gothenburg oh, Stadium, class. which you would not have got. Class. It's U L L E V I, and it genuinely sounds like it would be an IKEA. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Uh, question nine: Scotland has a bit of a strange fact when it comes to the UEFA Champions League. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamden Park's obviously toast, ho- toasted, hosted two finals, with mm-hmm. both teams coming from the same two countries each time. Mm-hmm. What countries are they? Uh, bonus points for each of the teams. Uh, Real Madrid, uh, Spain, Spain and Germany and it'll be Real Madrid, Real Madrid, Bayer Leverkusen and Eintracht Frankfurt. So Sam, you've kind of clean sweeped the rest of it but Marcus did come in with Real Madrid first. So I will give him a... I didn't even have time to think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Sam, you get the points for the Bayer Leverkusen, That's Eintracht great. Frankfurt and Spain and Germany. So kind of leading on from that, uh, my my last sort of main quiz question is: mm-hmm. Zizou uh, or Zinedine Zidane famously scored his volley against Bayer Leverkusen in two thousand and two at Hampden Park. But in what minute was this goal scored? Like the fourth, fifty third, fifty third. No. I think it was second half. Thirty seconds. No. One, two, three, four, uh... five, six. <laughs> The seventieth, no. The sixty second, no. Twenty fourth. We've got ninety numbers to go through here, by the way. (laughs) We're gonna be outrageous. The fifty first, no. Fifty fifth, no. The the twenty first, forty second. No, but uh, Sam has been the closest so far. Oh, 39th. No. 46th. Sam, you're getting really close. 39th, 47th. 48th, 49th. No, no. 50th, 51st. Sam's got it. (laughs) Took us long enough. (laughs) Can I just say, by the way, Sam's kind of queen sweep this quiz this week. Like bad. Um, We've still still got three more to go. So these ones are um, a who am I? A bit similar to the numbers game that uh, Sam used to do at the start of the podcast. Okay. Um, So my first one is, I am a 37-year-old foreign footballer who has played for two teams in the Scottish Premiership, scoring a combined total of 117 goals in total for both clubs. One of these goals won a club a title in a decisive moment in Scottish football history. I've been a pundit and played sporadically for a team in Scottish, currently currently in Scottish League One. Oh, no, okay. Wait, 177 goals? Or uh, that's Marcus 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 Marcus
it's not Nakamura Marcus, so it's now Sam Kyle, one guess each. Is that the rules? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go we with this. made up after we guessed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to say that, yeah. Who I said Nakamura as well, like... League One. Oh dear, okay. That's what's getting me. This he currently plays in League One. So he doesn't play in League One, but he played sporadically for the team. It was kind of like an in-and-out sort of job. Um, and they're currently in League One, but at the time, I'm sure they were in the Championship. Connor, no, it's not well, Connor Salmon, is it? I've not got a clue. Uh, you say, say that say again. I am a 37-year-old foreign footballer who has played for two teams in the Scottish Premiership, scoring a combined total of 117 goals in total for both clubs. One of these goals won a club a title in a decisive moment in Scottish football history. I have been a pundit and played sporadically for a team in, currently in the Scottish League One. Who am I? What's the title? Nah, it's got me. Nah. We'll be here all night, otherwise. <laughs> right, so... um. Sam, are you going to hazard a guess, or will I just I said Connor Salmon, but I know it's not him. I, I, I was going to say Nacho Novo, but no, it can't be. No, so it's not Nacho Novo or Connor Salmon. Um, it's, it's Scott McDonald. <laughs> oh. Because, and I'll explain, oh. so, uh, currently he's 37, played for two teams, Motherwell and Celtic, scoring 117 goals in total for both of the clubs, um, obviously scored a goal, for Motherwell against Celtic in Helicopter Sunday, which won Rangers the league title. Oh, you were... but, he's, but he's not foreign. He is foreign. He's Australian. Oh, right. <laughs> I not know. Um, obviously has worked as a pundit. Oh, I thought he was then... Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> Scottish is everything. He's not finished. I did. I thought he was Scottish. With a name like Scott McDonald, like, that's like such a Scottish sounding name. Yeah, it? that's so... what I like. Yeah, but Tony, yeah, also Jamie McLaren sounds like a Scottish name, and he was Aussie as well. Uh, yeah. He's like, I think he's half Scottish or something. To be fair, so um... right. My next two ones are a bit easier, right? So again, one guess each, and then you're frozen out. So okay. I'm a 29 year old foreign footballer who has only played for one club in Scotland before mm. moving to a club who a former player of my Scottish club currently plays for. I have scored four goals for my national team and have been a high-profile player since leaving my Scottish club. Who am I? Rick, can you say that again? <laughs> I am. I am a, wait, I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. I am a 29-year-old foreign footballer who has only played for one club in Scotland before moving to a club who a former player of my Scottish club currently plays for. Uh-huh. I have scored four goals for my national team and I have been a high-profile player since leaving my Scottish club. Easier. Yeah, right. Um... Ah, <laughs> uh, high-profile players since he left Scotland. Mm-hmm. Played for one club. Oh, I know Van Dyke. It's Virgil Van. Yes, that just came to me just there. So, obviously, twenty-nine years old, 
only played for Celtic and then moved to Southampton yeah, who yeah. Stuart Armstrong currently plays for oh, and uh, yeah, scored yeah. scored four goals for the Netherlands and has been obviously was uh, the world's most expensive centre back at the time that he moved um, from Southampton to Liverpool. Yeah, he was then re- then replaced by um, Slaphead Harry Maguire. <laughs> um, although uh, as much worth as every a, penny. yeah, de- <laughs> definitely was worth it. Yeah, 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 worth every penny for my team, Martin, <laughs> not you. <laughs> right, no. the last one. I'm a 40-year-old retired football player who currently has a key role to play in Scottish football. I have only ever played for two clubs in my professional career. Stephen Gerrard. Stephen Gerrard. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, that's Sam on it. I was, I was going through it. I was going through it. And I was like, Lee McCullough. Lee McCullough. Lee McCullough. No, so <laughs> um, obviously 40 years old. Rangers manager, key role in Scottish football, and has only ever yeah. played for Liverpool and uh, LA Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, you'll need to give me a wee minute to talk up the points here. So, one, two, three. It's quite close, I think Sam's four, five, I think we were quite close. Five, the, the title was over back in back in December. <laughs> that was over in November, guys. <laughs> so, Marcus, you it was have, over. Marcus, you have eight. Nice. Kyle has ten. That's fine. I beat Marcus. I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) Given that how long it's taken to top up the points, I reckon I've got quite a few. (laughs) Sam, you have thirteen. So oh. Sam is the winner of this week's quiz. Nice. Well done, Sam. So, yeah, it's your first title. It's yeah. his second title. Second is it, when title. did he win last time he won? I've got, I've got the record of who's won all the quizzes. Uh, yeah. Sam's t- second title. Yeah. No, I've won. Oh, I've, I've won oh, a few. Sam, <laughs> yeah, you, you've won. You've won one two. That's all right. One, one, two, you've been the two. king of quizzes. <laughs> the most in false Nineties history. Right, don't take our song now. That's copyright. <laughs> copyright. I've, I've won a total of four. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think from the quiz, it's time to go to the predictions. Well, yes, I'll go over last week's predictions because uh, this has been it's a big bit of a change in the, the total tallies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in last place, well, because Lewis, you didn't give any predictions, so yeah, I have to realise it, it did not finish. So, uh, Andy came with set two, no, three points, sorry. Uh, and then it was Sam with three, mm. myself with four, and Marcus, obviously, with six. Yes. Uh, because you got one point for the Ross County Kilmarnock game, you got the Rangers result right, so that's four, and then plus another one for the Motherwell win. So, yeah. and that takes the total points. Uh, Andy on two, Lewis with five, Sam with seven, Kyle on sixteen, and Marcus on sixteen. Oh. So it's all play Wait, for, for the for the Mars we're, bar. We're both, we're both in sixteen, eh? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just typing that up so I've got a record of it. Aye, okay. <laughs> I can send you over the document if you want it. 
or you've already I've got a I've got a nice XL dog. <laughs> I know you've got the same so Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, wow. and then the title race is heating up then. Yes. It's a it's a proper the gap, title race, yes. And then we'll oh. probably hand back to Sam for the for the loads of games we've got this week. Yeah, there's only three games <laughs> we can preview this week. Um first of which is uh, Rangers and their Europa League game against Slavia Prague in Prague. Um Go around and just be interesting to hear you guys' predictions. This will be really interesting. Right, I'm going to come in with this one first. Right, yeah. So, for a um, I believe Slavia Prague, Slavia Prague, depending on what part of the world you come from. Um, I've just won a cup game like fourteen nil or something yeah, crazy last, like last that. Last week they Jeez. beat Karlovy Valley ten three. Yeah. <laughs> So 14 goals in total. Um, 13 goals in total. I was going to say 10-3. Don't, don't say you're going to guess like a high score like that. It's been, so I'm not going to guess anything like that, but I can. I, I could see them putting up a fight against Rangers. Um, Rangers have obviously just won the title, so hopefully none of your players are too drunk that for this tie. Um, well that re- the reason, though, with it being in Prague and Slavia Prague being a very good team um, in the respective league, which I know it's a bit of a farmers league, but you got to always take that into account. I will go with a two-one Rangers win, purely based on the fact that as much as they're a good team, I think Rangers will be more up for it and yeah. spurred on by that title victory. Uh, if I was to predict goal scorers, I will say Morelos or both. Just because of his goal scoring record in the Europa League. Fair. I'll accept that. <laughs> um, some I, I was actually thinking the same. Fair to say, Marcus. Uh, I was thinking the same 2 1. Sam? I'm going to go with 2 2. Because I okay. think Slavia, okay, yeah. they're a good team. They knocked out Leicester in the last round. Also a good team. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're kind of ripping. Um, you're not in, supposed to remind me. They're ripping it up in the in their own, in in their their league. Range just won the title. I reckon there's going to be a, a little bit of a hangover from that. So I'm going to say two two, especially it being yeah. in Prague as well. Yeah, I'll follow on saying like yeah, it's in Prague, so it's going to be it's going to be a really tough ask for the for the players. Obviously, coming off the winning the title, uh, so I think that will spur the team on. I am going to say three-two Rangers because I think it'll be a high-scoring game again. Um, but um, yeah, I think Rangers will edge it. Fancy and Morelos and Aribo and Kent to score. Hopefully, and hopefully we get these results. We can have a full. Feel thing, so you can get some points on the board. Because yeah. oh, there's only two games this yeah. weekend in the Premiership. I think these are rearranged games from when the uh, when the snow hit. Because it is yeah, it's meant to be Scottish Cup weekend, but it's it's not. Because um, uh, Ross County had a frozen pitch, so I yeah yeah, and I'm sure Levy are playing Hamilton Hamilton yeah, so um, after they moved all the snow from. They moved all the snow from the car park 
enter somewhere and then they couldn't move the snow from oh no that was it yeah they cleared the car park and then had nowhere else to put the snow that was on the ground so yeah yeah, so anyway. both these games on Saturday. Uh, the first one is at Dingwall, Ross County versus Hibs. Yeah, I'll kick this one off then. Um, mm. I'm going to go with a, a Hibs win. Uh, I know it's I know it's away and it's a tough place to go up Dingwall, but uh, you would expect Hibs have got too much quality for Ross County, so I'm going to go with a solid two 0 for Hibs. I'll I'll back off what the Kyle's saying but um, Hibs need a win uh, obviously that's two games on the bounce that he's have lost um, and I can't really see you losing another one but then at the same time Ross County can't score goals so I will say a 2 I think I'm going to go with a 2-1 Hibs win like a narrow win. Um, I know that's my second two one I've predicted, but it's quite a close game to call. Um, yeah. Just with Hibbs' form and Ross County kind of can score goals through Billy Mackay and Ollie Shaw, and he's up for it. Um, so yeah, two two one Hibbs, but I do think Ross County will still get a goal. I think I think it'll be two one to Hibbs as well, just because I know Ross County can cause some problems. Uh, Jack Ross has been in a bit of a disaster class at the moment, so but I still reckon still got enough quality to see uh, see ourselves past him. So yeah, two one. Marcus two nil. Yeah. <laughs> Any yeah. particular reason why? Because it. it's our game in hand, and we need to win it to finish third. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'd better get a move on and get a nice um, clean sheet, two goals on the board. Um, I hope Nisbet and Doidge score. Not particularly, not that they'll be the two goal scorers, but either one of them, if they were to score, that'd be nice. Um, they both yeah. need a goal. And Jackson Irvin as well. I hope he gets his first goal because he's gotten a bit of a bit of undue criticism from the fans. I think so. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice to see. I'm gonna start. Um, I'm gonna start we, recording audio yeah. clips of Marcus's Hibs predictions and just tweeting tweeting them out. Well, I'm not gonna. Any... No, but I just want to tweet them out and like in <laughs> asterisks, I... like in asterisks, just put Carnival de Paris intensifies. <laughs> <laughs> has uh, has Marcus Hibs another prediction for his team this week? And it's just a Twitter. I kind of hope so. so um, I can get up top. <laughs> Nah, I, think, uh, I think we should be on like Sky or something. We're the kind of thing. <laughs> thing is like this te- this this season, like I was saying, it is very consistent, inconsistent. Um like we've had what three poor performances now. One of them obviously was a win against Hamilton, but still like we're we're gonna turn it around at some point. Like not well, we're not gonna be fantastic, but we're at least gonna get a win at some point again. Um Yeah. No, I, I think don't know. They're gonna come out attacking us, and that'll probably suit us better because they, you know, will have more space in behind. Um, they won't be clinging on with their lives unless they go a goal up. If they go a goal up, then we're screwed. But if, as long as we can keep it at nil nil, we've always got a chance. And as if we go a goal ahead, then I'm pretty confident that we can hold on to it and maybe get another. So, mm. just depends. It depends how we 
turn up. It, it depends um, how the game goes if we turn up on the day and if Ross actually picks a competent lineup. Um, so we're more than capable of getting a 2 0 win. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the other game on Saturday is Levy versus Hamilton. Yep. Um, I'm going to go I'll for a 2 2. 2-2. Sorry. Um, yeah, that, both Livy have been um, on a wee bit of a rut, I think, uh, last sort of few fixtures. But um, I don't know that this has got like it'll be it'll be a good game of football to watch. I've I've got a feel. This is all gut feeling. Um, but it'll be a good game of football to watch. Both teams will be going at it. It'll be a top turvy game. End up two two. Yeah, I'm going right. to say, I think there'll be one goal in it. Sorry, Lewis. <laughs> I think no, there'll be one no, goal right. in it. Uh, and I think the goal will come from Levy. So I'm going to go with a Levy 1, Hamilton 0. Hmm. Think... Right, I agree with Marcus that it's going to be a draw. Okay. However, no one has done it yet this week, so I will say it's going to be a Levy 2 To be fair, see, see, see from last week's prediction... Uh, it was uh, Sam. Sam actually got a point for the five each draw at Dundee United. <laughs> Good Celtic. <laughs> so you never know. <laughs> so we'll get a point out of that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go against everyone and say a 10, Hamilton one 0 win. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Just because it's their time of the season. Um, it's their game in hand, and I reckon. They will put on a show and win it. Fair enough. Hamilton, have, Hamilton always put on a show. It's a show of how not to play football. It's a show, <laughs> of, show of winning despite being the worst team in the Premiership. Quickly or not, saying worse, according to the league. Aye. The league table lies. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Not from the top end, anyway. It does fly. They should have won ten in a row. <laughs> <laughs> we drew with Dundee United because that's what the SFA wanted. Why were the fans oh, celebrating no. on Saturday and predicting it early? Let's <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good time to win there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, see, that takes a biscuit as the worst first the power of the podcast I think yeah that's terrible yeah, I, that's I think terrible. We, should, we should leave before it gets worse um, <laughs> thank you for, for joining me today and uh, thank you all for listening and we'll see you again next week yeah, see you next week guys cheers cure the tune uh-huh. the false nineties podcast is available on apple podcasts spotify youtube podbean and our website at false90s.wordpress.com for updates, follow False90s on both Twitter and Instagram. And a big thank you to Francisco Alvia and his track Space Game, which is our theme tune. Um, I just want to point out to anyone listening this evening, or obviously tomorrow when the, when the podcast comes out, um, Andy's actually patched us to play Minecraft, so quite clearly he doesn't want to think about the other Steve in his life. Um, just completely crushed his dreams. Right. Andy, you're a disgrace. You're a disgrace to the pod, mate. Come on.
I mean, you are the not one who wrote down his predictions on a piece of paper rather than giving them to you. Hearts <laughs> fans right now are raising funds for a plane with a banner saying Andy out. No style, no no style, no bottle, Andy out. <laughs> <laughs>